We'd like to welcome you back to part 5 of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 13, 2015. It's 1.01 a.m. Actually, it's April. I'm sorry. It's April 13th. I went into the next day. Um, actually, this is for April 12th, 2015. And uh, just trying to get through all this so I can get this up on the internet. Now, next report. Uh, from the Q files again, I have received some disturbing news from a friend late at night as to what is being distributed all over Texas to the sheriff's office by the military. A friend of my friend was working on a trailer for the Brownsville, Texas Sheriff's Department when he noticed that it was a nerve, and I don't understand that he noticed that it was a nerve agent antidote. You mean the whole trailer was a nerve agent antidote? Like you had to swallow the trailer as one big mega capsule? Because that would be a tough pill to swallow. No pun intended. Sorry. Actually, it was pun intended. I, I don't understand. I think what he means is that he maybe saw a flyer um, on the trailer regarding a nerve agent antidote. I think. It's kind of unclear. Uh, people that submit these things really need to proofread what they're sending in. Because some of the times you can't make hiding or head nor tails of what they're saying. The guy's boss put a picture and a statement on the local blog, and shortly uh, after it was removed, and then they received a visit from the sheriff and a federal agent that told them not to say anything about what, what they had found. These are the guys working on the trailer. And again, they knew instantly that they had put this picture up there, and you know, so they've got really good intel. I was sent the conversation of my friend and the mechanic who also worked on the trailer in an email, and the next day, the email disappeared. So I called my friend back, and his phone ha also had a message removed. So my friend called the mechanic and got the conversation sent back to him. But the mechanic and the shop owner are afraid to release any such other pictures of the antidote that they took. I don't, I don't know how they took a picture of the antidote. Was it, like, in the, on the flyer? Or, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's kind of vague. But anyway, I can say that it was a black trailer with a Panther 2 on the side. And the next stop was Taylor County in Abilene, Texas. Uh, now I told a friend in Round Rock, Texas, about all of this. Um, sounds like a country western kind of theme song, Round Rock and Abilene. And anyway, uh, I, I told my friend about all this, and he came back today, uh, 410, 2015, and told me that he has a friend that is a deputy in Round Rock, Texas. And when he asked the deputy there about this nerve agent, antidote the deputy got a deer in the headlight look and asked him where he'd heard this he told him a friend and the deputy said yes that all sheriff's departments did receive the antidote so i don't know if this is a nerve agent that that isis is is and again this would be i mean i know that they've had these muslim terror cells and i know that they've been cooking up garbage in these terror cells for decades Okay, and they've been waiting to go live and hot for a long time. And they're itching for Allah to, you know, to go live and to kill as many infidels as they possibly can. And I pray to God all their wicked, evil, devil plans be exposed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that this, this doesn't happen. But when I think of nerve agents and I think of uh, law enforcement's getting antidotes for the nerve agents, I, I would think that that would be a pretty good, good cover Okay, the, the United States, oh yeah, they, they had all these nerve agents and they went hot and they're going to do, they did it all at the same time, we didn't know it was coming. Yeah, right. So, anyway, that's my theory, I don't know. Thanks for taking the time to read this. I know this to be true as I have known this man for 20 plus years and he would not lie. What I really need is for a whistleblower from a sheriff's department to help and bring the story to life for all. And then... Steve Quayle had posted seeking confirmation from any Texas law enforcement agency to the veracity of these claims. So we're not saying that this is real and legit, but, you know, they're trying to get confirmation is what they're trying to get. And a lot of this is centered in Texas. A lot of what we've heard today is centered in Texas, which would be one of the chief states of resistance regarding implementation of uh, the New World Order. And I think that's why Jade Helms being focused in on that area as well okay so let's go further um this is 
a veteran's alert. Heads up to everyone. Do not respond to attempts to draw you out at night. I know this person personally, and he is not given to paranoia. Dear Steve, this morning my wife went out to the front door to water plants before going to work. She called me and showed me three rocks on the front porch. Um, they shouldn't have been there. Then she told me the night before she had heard bangs on the front door, but assumed that it was either birds or some large insect trying to get in, as that happens all the time out here. Um, so I guess they've got birds that actually beat on your door. That's crazy. And insects, too. They're, they're very highly intelligent and large anyway um so as that happens all the time around here now we are both in the of the mind that someone outside was trying to get us to open the door i don't know if it was a thief or an assassin being an infantry vet and having written the book evidently he's written i guess a book called overthrown it makes me wonder i remember they would be the first ones they would want to come for you know um, given that Jade Helm is getting started, I will keep you posted on any further developments. And this is why I think this coordination of sharing information between patriots, militia, Christian, and these types of people is important. So, so we know if it's going hot in one area of the country, that there's a good chance it's going to go hot where we're at. You know? Let's go further. Jade's Helm, Jade Helm's use of death squads. I know it's a happy little title. But anyway, bear with me. Jade Helm is morphing into something. This is from Dave Hodges, so we know it's going to be fun. Uh, it's morphing into something very dark and very sinister. At the conclusion of this article, many of us will be asking how we should be co collectively responding. We certainly need to explore the possibilities. One of the reasons that I believe that Jade Helm could go live is because of the bravado and the attention being given to this topic. The globalists who have hijacked our government have taken off the gloves and there's no denying what they're up to. As a result, people who have been clueless about the New World Order are awakening to the level of tyranny that is growing within our country. As Jade Helm swings into full operation this coming summer, millions of Americans that mistakenly thought they were living in a republic will have their eyes open to what is happening in their precious country. Soon, the websites, the YouTube channels, the television shows, and the radio shows of the independent media will soon see their audiences grow to an unparalleled popularity. Maybe. I hope so. Uh, anyway, and of course, the federal government minions uh, will be there waiting as the FCC attempts to stifle dissent with the recently imposed net neutrality. Clearly, the line in the sand is being drawn in preparation for the coming conflict. Paul Joseph Watson and Joe Biggs wrote an interesting article on InfoWars in which they discovered that, uh, quote, patriot groups across the country are preparing to launch a counter-Jade Helm, we've already kind of mentioned that, operation to keep tabs on the controversial U.S. military exercise that some fear is part of preparations to train troops for civilian unrest and martial law. Among those protesting the Jade Helm 15 drills are former special ops forces as well as many veteran groups. Along these lines, I am beginning to receive invitations to speak about Jade Helm to various groups, including Oath Keepers. People in great numbers uh, are and will be soon waking up, and for good reason. So two more disturbing elements of Jade Helm. In recent days, I have learned that the reason that we are seeing Jade Helm activity in so many areas, and we are also witnessing the prepositioning of massive military equipment, is because Jade Helm forces will isolate certain geographic areas, thus trapping a segment of the population and keeping them from fleeing to other areas. The second part of the Phase 3 of Jade Helm operation, which will be the insertion of special forces death squads among the civilian populace, population, which will target key dissident leaders. In other words, they're practicing all of this, and, and who knows if it's going to be the real thing, though, especially if they, if they get CERN turned on. The remainder of this article will discuss these two issues. In my estimation, these veteran groups will better accelerate their protest efforts if they want to have any meaningful impact, because in every part of the country, Jade Helm activities are growing and intensifying at an alarming rate. In the past 24 hours alone, I have received a total of 54 communications regarding suspicious and increased military activity in every part of the country. Now, we've just given you a slew of, of confirmation of this. And again, never have I had this much to report on regarding any type of exercise, military exercise in this country. Never even close. And we're months away. So think of what this could even end up building up to um 
54 in the last 24 hours communications regarding suspicious and increased military activity in every part of the country since I began tracking my communications specifically for reports of greatly increased military activity most likely related to Jade Helm I have counted a total of 31 states involved in the drill not the nine that the government is claiming here are four examples out of the 54 of these communications reporting increased military activity in the area here's some more reports Dave traveling north on I-15 saw a saw a sighted train of tanks armored personnel vehicles at boat at north salt lake and again we've already talked about salt lake for my listener on the east side of the freeway with three engines all were camouflage like tan hello dave hodges i live in Char charlotte north carolina just where they rounded up all those um those homeless people particularly the veterans that disappeared them last week the military surrounded the water treatment facility in charlotte north carolina just last year, the city built a new holding reservoir. It's a pretty good size, and it is filled to the brim with water. But I'm 50 years old, and I don't remember any time in my growing up years seeing this much military shuffling going on in the USA. And guess what? Charlotte, and I passed by one of those places, has, um, I think, two or three different Islamic little mosque centers. One of them's little. I don't know about the other ones. But, I mean, they've got them. They've got them in there. They had one time I went down there and there were two, uh, I guess they were the black Islam guys, all dressed up like Malcolm X and stuff. You know, they, 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 they look real polished and nice and they were handing out stuff. They didn't want to hand anything to me because I was a white guy driving a car. Now, I'm not, you can say I'm prejudiced, but I'm just telling you that is the black Islam movement and they're, and they're going to try to get the blacks hating the whites. I really wish they would have given me one. I would have... I would have tried to, you know, take it. I wanted to see what they're giving out, but they they just wouldn't even acknowledge me. That happened to me about what was it, a couple months ago. I was floored. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Handing out literature right on the road, right? And it was, I think, it was right close to their little Islam, uh, little Islam center there. So I mean, you know, I've I've seen some crazy stuff in charlotte myself and now I'm, that's the third this is the that's the third thing i've even mentioned today about charlotte so anyway um another and, and again the on the whole thing about the black and the white i'm not saying that because i'm prejudiced i'm saying it because that's what they want they want a race war between the whites and the blacks and the black islamic movement is all about that hatred of the white races and rising up against that and they don't even understand that in Islam, in, in the Middle East, if you're Arabic and you're Islam, you would consider the black races inferior. I think they just tolerate them because, you know, they're, they, they use them to uh, advance their agenda. So anyway, um, Dear Dave, another one. Dear Dave, I've been an independent researcher for over 30 years. I'm now 68. I moved out to Houston, Texas, following a friend's advice to come out to Patagonia, Arizona. Considering Jade Helm, I thought that you'd want to know that the rumbling noise I heard early this evening was not 18-wheelers on Route 82, but several bombers flying overhead from the, the direction of Nogales head, heading east. Maybe to Fort oh, Huchuca? Anyway, following, followed by several military helicopters. I have always been very prescient and have a very bad feeling about what what's being put into position to bring genuine shock and awe to America. Shock and awe, he's right. And all the stuff is being prepositioned, most likely for that reason. Hello, Mr. Hodges. Another one. I don't normally talk or post on what's going on. I'm used to military vehicles as I'm prior in the military. I deployed to Iraq in 2009 doing convoy security, so I'm very familiar with NRAPs, etc. On my way back to work this morning, um, I live in Central Texas near Fort Hood on 116 heading to Gatesville. My co-worker worker texted me and said dude lots of military vehicles in gatesville at least that's how i think it would sound because it was dude uh, so anyway dude lots of military vehicles in, in gatesville that was at 9:56. she also called me twice i just shrugged it off as gatesville sits next to north fort hood i got to work at 10:45. walked in asked her about the vehicle she saw she said they were all humvees but blacked out black and gray ones that caught my attention as normally 
Um, they do not, nor have I ever seen blacked out or gray Humvees before. She said there was a convoy coming into town and then one right off 36. I could go on, sir, about some of the sketchiest stuff I have ever experienced after coming home from Iraq. I honestly do not know who else to talk to. Everyone thinks I'm nuts. I don't want to believe the stuff I've seen and known. If you want to know more, just let me know, sir. Very polite. Very, very, very polite guy. I like that. Anyway, so, um, uh, okay. Then here we're going to go into the next um, flowery little uh, goodness article by Dave Hodges. And this one is Take Your Money Out of the Bank Before Jade Helm Ushers in Martial Law. Here's a picture of an Abrams M1 tank taken by talk show host and health expert Ted Brower near his Florida home on a local toll road. According to Brower, there were several tanks being transported. I'll tell you, when I went down there, oh, it was... Hmm, it was the summer before last. I saw all kind of military transport vehicles in, like, central Florida, in those, in those roads on central Florida, not on the main highways. But, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was unreal. So there's a picture here of that. As Jade Helm forces are preparing to tighten the martial law noose around our collective necks, most Americans are on the verge of losing everything. I am continuing to receive, and remember that in regard to um, the last story we'll be covering regarding the Deagle statistics. I am continuing to, re to receive dozens of emails by the day which detail the increased military presence and preparations for Jade Helm forces all around the country. With each passing day as martial law draws near, your opportunity to get the money out of the bank. And really, you know, that, by saying the money out of your bank, that would be IRAs, 401ks, you know, anything that's in paper. You, if you don't do it now, every day you wait, you're, you're, you're gambling that you'll never see any of it ever again. Okay, and again, I say that and understand that I've, I've, I've given you a lot of stuff over the years to back that up, but wait until you hear these statistics at the end as to why I would... Abs I, I was listening to some show the other day. I was driving to Charlotte and I was listening to some show and these people were calling in. And this guy, I don't know, Brian Moomy has this show on where he's like this financial advisor. And he kind of, I don't know, he's like really doesn't, he kind of like, I don't know, his, his, his mannerisms are, are kind of funny. But he, uh, all these people are calling in, they're like, eh, I got, I got 2.5 million in my 401k and I'm just kind of wondering what I should do with it. And then another guy, I got 1.5 million and I'm like, I can't even comprehend having that kind of money just sitting there in some paper investment account. And I mean, having that money, period, but, but I mean, in that kind of account. And, and they're just calling casually one after another and kind of, you know, they're really wondering what they should do with it and where, you know, he's going to tell them some garbage answer, of course. You know, oh, do the annuities or whatever, switch it to this and... It's like, man, these people are going to be, potentially, if they've got all their stuff in paper, and they can't put their hands on anything, and they've got no provisions, and they've got no precious metals, you know, they, they, are, they are potentially going to be going from being millionaires to paupers overnight. And when I get to the end, and I go over those statistics, that will verify that to you. Because that is what they're projecting is going to happen. Okay, they, and I'll tell you who they are. It's, they're not the good guys. So, um, your, your opportunity to get your money out of the bank is, is growing far less likely with each day you delay in taking your money out. Many of the citizens of our country are finally awakening to the unfolding tyranny. Yesterday I received 37 emails from readers that in some form were asking me what they should do with their money because they're invest investigations and observations agreed with mine in that the United States is heading towards the economic meltdown followed by martial law. Now, I didn't even give, you know, the scenarios I just gave not too long ago about, okay, you got ISIS, you got water warfare, and you got biologists that could be spread by chemtrails, and you got the Russians evading. I didn't even talk about an economic collapse. I forgot that one. And that's the main one that everybody's saying could be the linchpin for all of this. So silly me, I forgot. I knew I was forgetting something. I probably forgot a whole bunch more. Anyway, um, 
As the country races towards martial law and financial collapse, there are several major reasons to take the majority of your money out of the bank while leaving just enough in the bank to conduct businesses and to pay your bills. Presently, the United States has $18 trillion deficit, a $240 trillion unfunded liability, and credit swaps derivative debt in excess of $1 quadrillion. The only backing that the U.S. dollar enjoys is the petrodollar, and that practice is being eroded by the Russian and Chinese-led charge away from the dollar and into gold. There will soon come a tipping point where the American economy will die a sudden and violent collapse as the currency hyperinflates. It would make more sense from a order out of chaos, from a shock and awe, for this to all happen at the same time at once. Because, I mean, yeah, maybe your adrenals and your stress system and your, 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 your sympathetic nervous system can handle like one or two, but it's like if it's all going on at the same time, a lot of people are going to probably just do like 1929 and kill themselves when they realize that the world as they knew it is never going to exist ever again and that they've lost maybe everything. I'm just saying, I would guarantee you that a lot of people are going to commit suicide rather than face what's coming. Um, I don't wish that on them. I pray to God their souls be saved. I'm just telling you based on history and based on the decadent, spoiled, rotten, uh, entitled behavior that I've seen a lot of Americans exemplify, and I'm sure you have too, and I'm not talking about my listeners, I'm talking about just Americans in general, uh, I don't think they're going to do very well regarding what's coming. I really don't. I mean, call me crazy, but I think it's going to get real ugly. So, um, it's for far more likely that an economic collapse will be contrived instead of following the natural path listed above because the timing and the severity could be controlled by the banksters. Um, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that when you put your money into the bank, you have transferred ownership of that money to the bank. Now, there is a link on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, if you want to see that, where it's saying customer deposits are property of the bank. Close your account now. I've reported on that before. Okay, so you put your money in there, it's like going to Vegas. Will I be able to get it out when I come back? <laughs> you know, it's like rolling the dice. Lady Luck. Or at least Lucky Charms, the, the cereal. Anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what it, it is anymore. So I wouldn't leave <laughs> a lot of money in there if you're, if you're doing deposits. If you can, cash checks. Um right at the bank that they're drawn on let's say you got a weekly paycheck and your in your in your bank wasn't um like let's say you didn't bank there and you normally put it in your account it'd probably be wiser to go cash the thing you know well but then again hold on there if it depends on how big it is because we're going to get into that in a second okay so there's bear bear that in mind that if it's too large of amount i wouldn't try that so and I'm gonna. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, this ruling represents government-sponsored theft in the highest order, meaning they, when you put the money in your bank account, you transferred ownership of that money to the bank. <laughs> uh, yet most of us are unaware that happened. Also, as previously reported on the morning of November 16, 2014, the G20 fulfilled the mandates of a new investment program. This new program creates a new paradigm and set of rules whereby banks will no longer receive your deposits as money. Russell Napier is declaring November 16th as the day that money died. This declaration by the G20 declared your bank accounts to not be money, and therefore the FDIC does not technically insure your money because it is not money in the eyes of the government. Well, it really isn't money. It's just paper printed out of thin air. Um, I mean, I could just go and get, and get a whole bunch of copy paper and write some dollar signs on and start handing it out. I mean, it's, it's about as, you know, it's... <laughs> I know you can't do that, but it's it's about the same concept of what they're doing. They're just they're putting trust in the system that will accept that as legal tender. So going forward, in April of 2013, the banks began to seriously manipulate the price of gold, as evidenced by the actions of Goldman Sachs, who told their clients earlier that the recommendation they recommend initiating a short comics gold position after investors were duped into panic selling. 
the banksters bought up massive sums of gold. The banksters were buying gold while getting out of the stock market and the mega banks. Um, that's why they did it all, okay? Why? Because the dollar is going to collapse and the banksters are seeking a safe haven for their wealth. This move should have been a huge red flag for all bank depositors. If by some small chance you are not convinced that the banking system is living on borrowed time or on life support, I would strongly suggest, it's, it's in an iron lung, you know? I mean, it's like iron lung and, you know, intravenous feeding tubes and all kind of stuff, the poor banks. Anyway, I would strongly suggest that you read this article as the documentation leaves no doubt as to the factual, the fact that the final resting place for the dollar is right around the corner. Um, when taking your, your money out of the bank, be cautious. Okay, and this is where I was talking about the, the money thing. George Soros won't go to prison for taking his money out of the bank, but you could. If you are not very careful, in clear escalation of the ongoing war in U.S. citizens, the, U the Justice Department has recommended that bank employees snitch on customers, and I've reported on this before, but this is good to reiterate, snitch on customers attempting to withdraw more than $5,000. The banks and the Justice Department know what is coming, and they are going to keep you from withdrawing, from withdrawing as little of your money as possible. Under the present law, it is permissible to withdraw 5000 However, with the recent Justice Department dictatorial decree, if you do withdraw that much money, and this is out of your own account, this is money that like is already in your account, that you deposited, okay? If you do withdraw that much money, you could find two cops sitting in your driveway waiting for you. Um, it's mind-boggling regarding how few... People are preparing to act to preserve what assets they have remaining by not removing their money out of the bank. Because you have put your money in the bank, you no longer own your money. Taking what money, taking what was your money out of the bank is no longer a matter of walking up to your friendly teller with a withdrawal slip and the teller cheerfully honors your request. And you calmly exit the bank with your money in tow. Well, it is if it's below a certain amount still. Okay, I mean, you know. In fact, your teller is trained to look for certain indicators in any cash withdrawal of any significance. As you move, it's good to have, if you do bank, it's good to have good relationships with your tellers. You know? I mean, I'm just saying. It, it doesn't hurt, and it's not like it's unchristian to have, you know, a good relationship, a friendly relationship with your tellers. I'm just saying. It's in, in regard to all of this, they're not just somebody. I think the point I'm trying to make is you really don't want them to be your enemies, okay? <laughs> um, as you move to withdraw the bulk of your money, there are three federal banking laws that you should be cognizant of namely, cash transaction report or a CTR and a suspicious activity report, SAR, and structuring, which is why they threw Ken Ho Hovind in jail for no reason. Now, I'm not going to get into this. I've gotten into this before, but this goes into what each one of them mean, cash traction reports, suspicious activity reporting, and structuring. This isn't going to apply to everybody, and I don't want to rehash this. But I give you the information here. It's going to be on page 17. Starting on page 17, you'll see a little green thing that says skip. That means I skip this information. And it's going to go to page 18, and it's going to give you all, because it's kind of complex, and you're probably not going to understand it if, if I read it anyway, because it's something you would kind of want to read and reread to understand what are the parameters there for doing this, okay? And um, so anyway, now, I'm going to start again, and this section is withdrawing your money from the bank. The best way to avoid getting your money... Uh, getting your money caught in the bank in the midst of a bank run would be to not let the lion share your money ever cross into the bank. The simplest way to accomplish this is to prevent any form of deposit from going automatically into your account um, as much as possible. Now, again, what would that mean? That would mean that if you had, now again, you don't want to do this for a $30 check or something, but I mean, for like a, not to say $30, not, it's just that this is a hassle to do what I'm going to tell you to do. But you, if you had a, a check that was any kind of appreciable amount, you go to the bank it's drawn on and you cash it. If it's in your area, it's a hassle. Yes, they make you feel like, you know, where do you bank? What do you do? You know, that kind of, kind of stuff. Um, but it's less of a paper trail you're creating. You're getting the money right then. It's less money that's going through your account, which would also be something that would also tend to not bring red flags the less money that goes through your account the better 
when you do what I'm telling you to do right now, every time you do that, it's that much less money that's never going to see your account. And then there's, there, there's less of a chance you're ever going to be maybe red flagged for excessive fund withdrawal or whatever. So that's something to think of. You can also, if you request to be paid in, in postal money orders, you can literally take the postal money order, okay? Some places can give you a little more hassle than others. I typically go to like a, I don't know, not like the big bustling post offices, but just the lesser known ones. And you take the postal money order. Let's say you had a postal money order for $500. And you had three bills, okay? And they were all for $150 apiece. You take the postal money order to the post office and you say, I'd like to cash this, but I would like to not get cash. I just would like to transfer this into these three money orders. In other words, you've just got, you've got three, well, it's a buck 50 piece to do that per, yeah, but it's money that's not going through your bank account. You know, I mean, I'm just saying it's something to think about, or maybe you don't want to mess with it for 150 bucks. Maybe you only want to do it for 500. Okay. 500. Cost you a buck fifty. It's money that didn't go through your bank account, and you took that money and you turned it and you created way, way less of a paper trail than you would have ever created had you put it in your bank account. I'm just telling you things that are that are practical. I mean, they may not seem practical. They may seem like a big hassle, but I'm just telling you. In the Big Brother world we're living in, I feel like everybody should be doing everything they can be doing to create to have to maintain as low a profile as possible and this is one of the ways you can do it okay so you had a let's say a thousand dollar postal money order if you try to cash it yeah yeah they usually don't have a thousand there it's going to be hard but if you just convert it into other money orders to pay your bills no big deal it's no it's no all you're doing is basically taking that money and just transferring it into practical things. The post office isn't like actually paying out a thousand. They're just issuing you more money orders that they're making a buck fifty a piece off. Something to think about. Just a little helpful Heloise hints, little tip there um, that you might want to think about. So let's go further here. Um, okay, secondly, you need to begin to pay cash for everything. Now, you can cash postal money orders at the, um, uh, at the post offices. And again, if you want to cash a bigger one, like 500000 you better go to a bigger post office. Um, normally, they don't give you a lot of hassle from what I've seen. Uh, I, two forms of ID I'd probably bring, you know. And, and that's, that's another way that, where the money never sees your account. Because remember, that's what Dave was saying there. Just try not to, with as much money as possible, try to cash checks that come in if that's an option. Now, it may not be. You may get one paycheck, and that's the only check you ever get. Okay, go to the bank it's drawn and then cash it there. But it's embarrassing. Listen, it's you're, you don't want that going through your account if you can avoid it. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, it's just less of a paper trail. You get the money right then. You have the money to pay your bills. And then go get postal money orders and pay your bills. I'm just saying. That's, that's the way I would do it. Um, you, you do it all through your banking account. And you're creating a night gigantic paper trail. And who knows? In today's day and age, you may trigger some alarm or whatever. And what I'm telling you to do isn't illegal. It's, just, it's, it's an option. There's nothing illegal about this. It's perfectly... I mean, they're postal money orders. I mean, they're, they're, they're better than a check. They're, I mean, this is all legal. Your right as a citizen of America to do this. I, I don't know about other countries. I'm not sure how they handle everything, but something to think about. Um, okay, let's go forward. Let's say, okay, you need to pay cash for everything that you can. Let's say that every 30 days, Bob cashes his check at the bank from his work worth $5,000 in net pay. Bob leaves just enough money in the bank to be able to conduct normal banking business. Bob walks out of the bank every month with a majority of the cash from his check. Um, Bob should begin to pay cash for as much as he can, such as eating out, paying the electric bill, pay the bill. In, but he, what's even better than that is going to the bank it's drawn on, cashing it there. But if you're trying to cash a $5,000 check, 
at a bank that you don't go to, that could be a problem. I wouldn't probably try more than, ugh, probably more than 2900 personally. I, I just, they're, yeah, they don't like doing that too much. Not, not, not checks that get over, I think, much more than three. It, maybe it's up to five. I don't know. I want to push the envelope. I'm just saying. Um, Bob leaves just enough in the bank to be able to conduct normal banking business. Bob walks out of the bank every month, majority of cash. Bob should begin to pay cash for as much as he can, such as eating out, paying the electric bill, pay the bill in person, buying groceries. Um, don't have your all these cards that you can get at all of these stores. If you have them linked to you and your address, that's still a paper trail. Even if you're paying cash, it's still a paper trail. You realize when you get those cards, a lot of times they'll just give them to you. They'll say, well, do you, do you have one of their, our Lowe's cards? No, no, I don't. When they give you, when they just give you, you got a whole bunch of people behind you, they just give it to you, they don't even get any info. Fine, use that. It's not even connected to you, you know? Um, there's no physical information connected. I don't have a problem using them that way because then you're just going to get discounts. But I also keep them in a shield wallet, like the ID Stronghold wallets. ID Stronghold, just look it up, you know? And, and I keep all the, any kind of card like that, anything with a magnetic strip or, God forbid, like a microchip in it, you know? And the passports have the microchips in them. Keep those in a shielded uh, ID Stronghold wallet. You don't want you don't want that information. Somebody scanning that information and getting your in identity theft it happens all the time. It's a real easy way you can prevent it. Shielded wallets. Everybody should have those. You should have a way to shield your cell phone. If you ever want to have totally private, you know, or, or you don't want to be tracked wherever you're going. Not only that, it emits it emits radiation if you if you don't have it shielded and it's near you. So, anyway, I'm really getting off track here. Um. When it comes to making it necessary to make a big ticket purchase, Bob could temporarily leave more money in the bank to cover the writing of a check. I cannot promise you that if you become the target of federal investigations that you will not have your every financial move scrutinized and the federal will eventually discover the aggregate patterns of withdrawal. That's not real typical, though, for just somebody doing what I'm proposing you do, which isn't illegal. You know, it's just, a, it's just an alternate way of doing business, you know, buying things of, of paying for things of paying your bills that's all it is people who i've interviewed told me that the federal government has the banking computers talking to each other and in that way it would reveal structuring if you ever become the target of a federal investigation do not under any circumstances allow yourself to be interviewed by federal officials without an attorney present i agree you want to you, you want to talk to an attorney you know because you <laughs> you don't want that in many cases, people go to jail and pay huge fines, not because they have committed a federal crime, but because federal officials state that they have lied or misled them. And if you do not have an attorney present, it is your word versus the federal government or Satan. Where to put your money when you're able to withdraw it from the bank? There is some wisdom in putting your money where the elite do. Goldman Sachs shorting gold in 2000, April 2013 should be motivation enough for the average person to convert their dollars into gold and or silver. I mean, because gold's a lot going to be a lot tougher to buy a loaf of bread with if, if it came down to that okay can you like exchange this one ounce gold piece for like that loaf of wonder bread why certainly sir you know it, it's not going to be quite that easy you know but junk silver you know pre-1964 and 1964 and back dimes and and even war nickels have some silver in them and i've got into this before just key in silver uh, or maybe precious, um, like precious metals in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Uh, probably just the word precious and you'll get it. I've, I've talked about silver many times and, and ways that you can go buy it and um, the safest ways to do that. Uh, there are some places, there are some places, like even some gun shops that have like gun slash coin shops that you can go in there and they literally don't they give you a receipt and they don't even put your name on it because they know you're you're trying not to create a paper trail you know flea markets but 
the thing is, is there's been a lot of counterfeiting of certain coinage. So unless you really know what you're doing, it might not be a bad idea to go. I mean, if it's somebody you trust, that's great. But, you know, a reputable, you know, coin slash sometimes gun dealer, you can go in there and they'll actually sell you whatever you want and, and they'll write you a receipt, but they don't even put your name on it. So that's, that's an option. Um, so it goes on to say the fact that the Federal Reserve spent several months purchasing mortgage-backed securities should provide another clue as to where the elite, the elite think the assets will hold their value in a post-collapse economy. Um, start with paying down your mortgage in a post-collapse nation. As long as you can pay your property taxes, you will hang on to your home. <laughs> Not if China comes in here and says they own everything. Okay, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on the government doing the right thing in the days and times we're coming into. What they're going to be doing is 100% unlawful, and I'm going to have a hard time believing that just because I'm paid up on my property taxes, they're going to do the right thing and leave me alone. I seriously doubt that, but I get it, and yes, it is a good idea to do those things, but <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put any bets on it. Okay, and betting is not biblical, and I don't do it, but I'm just saying it. it's not something I'd mess around with. So please keep in mind that this is a post-collapse strategy. There's no prevention for what is coming. Certainly, you should purchase supplies that will sustain life, uh, food, water, guns, with cash only. You do not want to leave a trail of what the survival assets you have accumulated. Conclusion, the time to act to protect your earnings was two years ago when the elite began buying gold in earnest. The forces of Jade Helm are engaged in a massive monumental preparation, although not guaranteed there is still danger that this summer we could see a collapse of the dollar. If, if these troops were already pre-positioned, and, oh, wow, the dollar collapsed. Imagine that. Well, we got all these troops already pre-positioned right where we need them. Imagine that. We're going to go hot. You know, that type of scenario. Oh, wow, look, ISIS is attacking from every angle. Oh, wow, biological agents. Wow, this is great. Economy's collapsed. You know, I mean, eh, it's just crazy. Once Jade Helm 15 or something that follows on its heels is in place, martial law is in effect, you will not have this opportunity again. Yeah, we're really, I mean, really running out of time on this one. Um, now, let's get to the last part. I think I might be able to finish this up here. Red flags everywhere as New World Order prepares to kill 240 plus million Americans in the next 10 years. As each new day brings us one day closer to complete economic collapse in America, as the dollar loses its status as the world's reserve currency, as we see new red flags flying everywhere, such as the DHS purchasing of bulk riot control gear, each morning we read the latest news with Jade Helm 15, now huge news. We've decided it's important to revisit the Deagle.com website, which shows population reduction of more than 240 million Americans by the year 2025, less than 10 years from now, and ask the questions that need to be asked. Why would Deagle.com think that the population of the U.S. in 2025 will be reduced by 240 plus million Americans? And how will the New World Order go about accomplishing a magic trick like that? While we expect New World Order and government shills and trolls to immediately pounce on this story with comments such as, Why should we trust Deagle? And they don't know anything. And the government is here to protect us. It's wise to remember who Deagle.com gets their numbers from and who exactly they are tied to. Would Deagle's source groups below know anything about the U.S. population being only 69 million people in 10 years, which is what it's projected to be, okay? After visiting Deagle's full direction, which is a 240-plus million reduction, okay? 69 million, 240-plus million reduction. After visiting Deagle's full directory of source organizations, and there's a link here you can go to, right from the Deagle.com website, uh, we dare you to tell us that Deagle is simply out of touch. Who are their source organizations? Okay, government links and sources, right off Deagle. United States Coast Guard, Department of Defense, government, whatever that is, United States Air Force, United States Army, United States Marine Corps, United States Navy. Sources, other sources, U.S. Department of Defense, Department of State, CIA, World Bank, and the European Union. Okay, so that's where they're getting their, their, the source for their stats from. While a recent story all in the all-news pipeline warned us that between 80 to 100 million Americans were now on the New World Order's red list of U.S. patriots, 
supporters of the Constitution and Second Amendment, and, they're, and they are to be eliminated for opposing global government and a new world order, does the screenshot from Deagle.com below of projections for the U.S. in 2025 tell us the true tale? Meaning they're just saying that, okay, on the red list alone, there's 100 million max. But on Deagle.com, they're projecting it's 240 million will die in the next 10 years. Okay? Why the huge drop in population? From 316 million to 69 million in less than 10 years. Is this what Jade Helm 15 taking place here in mere months and the various martial law drills are preparing for? <laughs> I think so. Now, we look at these stats, okay, and I've already given you the, the population. It's the only one there, there, but I looked at it closer, and I'm like, okay, what, what, what about the economic stuff? Okay, so our, our growth, they're projecting our gross domestic product is going to go from $17 trillion, um, to, okay, $17 trillion to $921 billion. That's a gigantic drop in the next 10 years. So in other words, I'm trying to read into this. Industry, productivity in this country will also be totally decimated. Okay? Um, we're going to go from 33 inhabitants per square kilometer as far as density goes to 7 inhabitants per square kilometer. Um, we're going to go... This is what they're projecting from GDP per capita. Okay, now what is that? Let me give you a definition. GDP per capita, because I looked this up, is a measure of the total output of a country that takes the gross domestic product or the GDP and divides it by the number of people in the country. The per capita GDP is especially useful when comparing one country to another because it shows the relative performance of the countries. Shows, it shows the performance of their their output, okay, um, economically. A rise in per capita GDP signals growth in the economy and tends to translate as an increase in productivity, a rise, okay. Investopedia explains that this per capita GDP means the gross domestic product is one of the primary indicators of a country's economic performance. Per capita GDP is sometimes used as an indicator of standard of living as well. Okay, so this is an indicator of standard of living, with the highest per capita GDP being interpreted as having a higher standard of living. Okay, so what happens to our GDP from this year, or from the year 2013 to 2000, because it's starting in 2013, I guess, to the year, but we're already in 2015, to the year 2025. Well, our GDP in 2013 was per capita, per person, 52,838, okay, per person, 52,838, that's our GDP per person, per capita, they're projecting in, and, and so th this has nothing to do with the population drop, that you would think, well, yeah, it's because the population, no, no, this is, this is just what the output per person the standard of living per person is going to be projected as even though we'll have 240 less thousand people competing with one another the gdp is going to drop from fifty two thousand eight hundred thirty eight dollars in 2013 to projected thirteen thousand three hundred and twenty eight dollars whoa that's like almost forty thousand dollars per person per year and a GDP drop. Now, in 2013, if you look at per capita GDP, ours is, again, $52,838. What is that in the world? What is it normally? Well, worldwide, the, the average GDP of just a world citizen is $10,375. Okay? So we're literally, per person, $42,000 higher GDP per capita than an average world citizen, okay? But by the year 2025, guess what? We've dropped to 13,328. And the world's figures have also dropped a little, but it's 8,671. But we're we're essentially very, very near. I really believe, and this is the goal, is, is to bring 
what little people are left to a third world status. I've said this many times. They want to bring America into a third world type of environment. They want to have the ultra elite and the ultra slave. And not only are they projecting a 240,000 you know, person drop but to 69 million, but they're also on top of that, the, the, the cherry on top of the satanic Sunday. They're gonna they're gonna drop our GDP by forty almost forty thousand per person, per capita, bringing us very very near to what almost third world probably figures are, so that we'll truly be in full compliance with, you know, everything with all of Satan, Satan's parameters. And then there's also this purchase power parity, which we're actually going to be low. We're we're going to be um way lower than even the average world citizen we're eight thousand eighty five eight hundred eighty five dollars the world citizen would be nine thousand six hundred eighty i mean these statistics are unbelievable so what they're project predicting also is not only a absolute total annihilation of the populace from a population standpoint mass death but also massive just gigantically huge massive drop in gdp in the standard of living in just a, a massive elite class and a massive ultra poor is what they're looking for i mean could you imagine trying to live on thirteen thousand three hundred and twenty eight dollars in the year 2025 i mean it's, it's it would be about impossible to do that now you know if you're just on your own can you imagine? Try, I mean, don't things go up in price typically and things get worse? Things get more inflated? <laughs> oh, I mean, this is so bad. This is one of the worst things I've ever read in my life. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> I'm running out of time here. Just exactly who is Deagle.com? We learned that Deagle is tied to some of the most shady characters and activities around. And if these groups are telling us that America will only have 69 million residents in 10 years, it's time we all paid very close attention to what they're telling us in the 2025 forecast as seen above. The power and influence of the corporation that you have never heard of is staggering. This is, I guess, Deagle. This is the modern day Zapata Oil, which was a CIA front group run by George H.W. Bush, which in turn facilitated much of Air America's Drugs for Guns program in Latin America in the 1980s. Um, Dave Hodge's sources tell him that Deagle is the exact same kind of organization as Zapata Oil. Deagle.com ran guns through the ambassador Chris Stevens and subsequently delivered them to Al-Qaeda in Libya. And remember, like I said, we've supplied them guns and all that. And in Syria, and at the time of Stephen's death, um, Deagle was intimately involved in Benghazi in ways that will be revealed in a later article. Deagle is not just a gun-running, drug-running, child sex trafficking organization. They're also intimately connected with the business as uh, open source intelligence links. This means that Deagle and their partners serve as marketing companies for the CIA and sell intelligence information to the highest bidder. Stratford and Deagle provide the CIA with minimum of two degrees of separation from nefarious operations which could taint the U.S. government and in particular the CIA. These activities will be the topic of a future article. This is from Dave Hodges. The focus of the remainder of this article is the destruction and depopulation of the U.S. Deagle is a group that gets their hands dirty and they play both sides of the fence. They do business with Russian Defense Procurement Agency, but they are largely an American contractor with ties to the U.S. Navy, the NSA, the CIA, and Stratford. Now, the last one is from um, this guy that broke down these Deagle statistics more, and you can listen to the video. I'm not going to play it, but it's U.S. to lose 78% of the population by 2025, um, a confluence of crisis. Deagle comes out of the closet. So it's showing these countries that are going to lose all of these, these millions. And guess what? Only America... Only the United States, out of all the countries listed on the planet, I'm, I'm looking at this chart, and they, they listed like the top, I don't know, 15. America is so far more, as far as deaths go, as far as depopulation go, ahead of any other country. It's not even close. America's at 240 million, okay? The closest one to them is the united kingdom and they look to be at maybe 30 million maybe 
we're at 240 million projected deaths in America by 2025. The only one even behind them is Spain, and they look to be about 20 million deaths. America is the absolute focus to me of Satan as far as a death and destruction standpoint in the next 10 years. And it may be all in the next five that all of this will be accomplished. And then the next five after that will be a moot point. I don't know. Could be the next two years. I don't know. The brand new video um, by for, um, that's posted breaks down Deagle.com's 2025 forecast for America and the world in a way which no one has seen before. And with a message left by Deagle on their website explaining part of the reason why the U.S. will have 240 plus less million people living here. Um, uh, they're saying that the death toll will be horrible. Now, you can watch the video, give you a link. While Deagle whitewashes their explanation for the depopulation event as seen in their statement, it's entirely, you can see the um, um, statement below. We're going to read some of it. We can read between the lines of what they tell us and what they don't to get the whole picture, and it confirms our worst theories. In this day and age of still unlimited immigration into America by illegals at the invitation of Barack Obama, Simply imagine what kind of event it will take here that so many millions of people who are now here that want to stay here will want to then flood out of America. Uh, can you imagine? Think about that. People are just trying to get in here. Do you think of how bad it's going to have to get in this country for them to be wanting to get do anything to get out of here? Because that's what we're talking about. Even though Deagle whitewashes their explanation for why America will have 240 less million here living in 2025, um, leaving potential nuclear war and pandemic out of the picture, th there's a whole bunch of other reasons I mentioned before that it could be too. They're not even getting into those reasons. What they do tell us helps us confirm that what preppers and conspiracy theorists have been warning about for many years, America is about to suffer a devastating financial collapse leading to a horrible death toll. From Deagle, and it says... The key element to understand the process that USA will enter in the next coming decade is migration. Now, this is their explanation for the big death toll. Okay, In the past, especially in the 20th century, the key factor that allowed the USA to rise to its colossus status was immigration with the benefits of demographic expansion, supporting the credit expansion, and brain drain from the rest of the world, benefiting the states. Okay, whatever. The collapse of the Western financial system will wipe out the standard of living. And they're very matter-of-factly saying that there's going to be a collapse of the Western financial system and it's going to wipe out the standard of living. And that's why we see that massive GDP, $40,000 per capita per person in a 10-year time span. Okay? Um, it, it will wipe out the standard of living population will end, while ending Ponzi schemes such as the stock exchange and pension funds. The population will be hit so badly by the full array of bubbles and Ponzi schemes that the migration engine will start to work in the reverse, accelerating itself due to ripple effects, thus leading to, to the demise of the states. This unseen situation for the states will develop itself into a cascading pattern with unprecedented and devastating effects for the economy. Nevertheless, the death toll will be horrible. The American standard of living is one of the... And they don't really elaborate on that too much, about the death, death rate being horrible. They're just talking about the economic side. Okay, The American standard of living is one of the highest, far more than double of the Soviets, while having added a services economy that will be gone along with the financial system. They won't have the service economy because nobody will be able to afford it. Okay, is I think what they're saying there. When pensioners see their retirement disappear in front of their eyes and there are no servicing jobs, you can imagine what is going to happen next. At least younger people can migrate. Never in human history were so many elders among the population. In past centuries, people were lucky to get to their 30s and 40s to live out a full life. The American downfall is set to be far worse than the Soviet Union's one. A confluence of crisis with devastating results. That's what Deagle.com is saying. So that gives you a lot to chew on there. Pray about, you know, um, like I said, this, like I said at the start, this is my, my fifth part. I got done, and it's one of the most heavy-duty studies I've ever put out. Um, and just a lot of stuff to think about, pray about, ask the Lord about, um, you know, 
God can deliver us from any situation, though, and guide us and direct us. And there's no situation too big for God. He created the universe, and nobody's going to top that one. So I'll go ahead and end this out in a word of prayer. It's going to have to be quick, though, because I'm running out of time. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time, all you've given us, Lord. I, I thank you for my listeners, Lord. I thank you for the body of Christ and your remnant, Lord. I thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sacrifice that he made on the cross to save our souls, Lord, his death, burial, and resurrection. I pray, God, that you bless your remnant, Lord. I pray you bless the innocent, the unborn babies, Lord God, wherever they are, those that will be saved, God. I pray you give the population, God, eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, and that they would wake up to the truth of their lost estate and get saved, because that's the most important thing. And beyond that, Lord, I pray for your divine providence and your guidance regarding the days and times ahead, that you would use the body of Christ mightily for your glory, that through them you would lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, Lord God, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.